This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Fitzmart, podcast number 36, recorded November 25th, 2012. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Happy post-Thanksgiving. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed it. Ah, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. Very good. It was Marsha and I together, relaxed, watched some movies, ate decently, and <laughs> uh, by that, I mean ate poorly, but um, enjoyed it. Yeah, whatever. That's the point, that right? That was the point of that day, was to eat a lot, and I did. <laughs> it was really funny, too, because one of my friends at school was being really nice, was like, you need some pie over the thing, and I'm right. like, and I, I thought, yeah, you know, I might, you know, because right. I, I, I like pumpkin pie. Uh, but that, man, they make this Arctic Zero makes this pumpkin spice Arctic Zero, Ooh, which I'm sounds, addicted to Arctic Zero anyway. Right. And and the pumpkin spice, they only make it in the fall, and I love it. So the minute they make it, I just buy whatever's there. <laughs> buy all I'm, of I'm it. I'm not kidding. No like, one else oh. gets any. It's mine. Well, I used to be real. I still am most of the time. Like I've just I've do, I've built this whole thing where I'll leave one. Right. Because I feel like it sucks if you go up there and you just gotta have it, and there's none. Right, makes you sense. Know, even if I can just have a little to get my fix, that's cool. So I leave one. That's very nice of you. It's, you know, there's it's like karma. 16 of them there. I'll buy like 15 or 18 or whatever, and I'll right. leave one. There you go. But they get the idea. Yeah, I think they, like, they stock it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I, I ended up eating that. And it's funny because it's not that I... If I had wanted pie, I'd have damn well eaten pie. Right. I just... I don't know. I just really like my Arctic Zero pumpkin spice. Right. <laughs> yeah, Marsha. a lot of it. Yeah. Marsha found at the Kroger up by our house. Right, got right. a, uh, what they called a raspberry, And it was a raspberry blackberry combination pie. Ooh, Quite tasty. Nice. So I had a couple pieces of that, and that was good. And uh, yeah. and like I say, I don't, don't eat it all the time. And it was a little bit sweet for what I normally eat. Yeah, but come on. But it's that day. That's what I'm going to do that day. So I did it. Actually, it was really funny because uh, Audra and I decided this year, we're like, okay, look, we're going to make our own traditions. What do you want to sure. do? And she's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I got an idea, but you may not like it. <laughs> I was totally wrong. She loved it. She loved it. So and, that uh, always works. Yeah, we did We did our first annual uh, Thanksgiving duathlon. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. I, I say this jokingly right. uh, because what we did was we, we got up and uh, and about eight in the morning, it was nice. It was, it was cool, but no wind. It was Right. Sweet. Very nice. We went out and we did a, a 20 mile bike ride, you know, long enough to be challenging, but not for us anyway, but not long enough to kill not you. Not to kill you. Right. Came back, kind of took our time. It took us like 17 minutes. We took our time <laughs> and uh, on just, the changeover. Yeah. Just changed out put the bike in against the wall, changed out into run clothes, went out and did a 5k. Nice. And then came back. And uh, this is the best part. This is what makes it the Thanksgiving duathlon. This right. is important. Uh, put the bike bikes on the trainer in front of uh in front of the tv and spent 30 minutes riding the trainer while watching the the macy's thanksgiving parade. day parade yeah. perfect there you go like <laughs> i'm in the parade i'm riding with the parade it was awesome. so. we were watching marching bands and stuff and shooting the crap about right. it and riding the train it was perfect. fun we had a great time and then after that we laid around and did dig all 
which is perfect. That's what the day is for. You know, just be like, oh, look, uh, yeah, it was, I don't want to move. It was seriously awesome. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like death or anything, but well, and like you say, you weren't, you weren't doing a super long ride. You were just going out, not, and not trying to push that fast, just having fun. We weren't competing. I mean, right, was, right. We, we did it all together for fun. You know, sure. it was, it was just, it was a good time. It was nice. something to do that was fun and it's our kind of crap. So. Excellent. Yeah. I think, I think we, I think we did run Thursday night too, actually. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we did. We we went for a run Thursday night, so uh, that was good. And Doing what you damn well please. That's what holidays are made for. What, what I'm thankful for is I can run when I want to. I oh, can yeah. ride when I want to. That may as well do it on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we wanted to do a myth. Oh, yeah. What, and, what do we got this time? Um, that uh, lifting weights will make women bulky. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I hear that a lot. That is not going to happen. Yeah. and Not uh, easily, anyway. Not easily. And, and I, as a trainer, I hear it a lot. Oh, I don't want to lift because I'll get bulky. And oh, I, I, bulk up, I bulk up real easily. Um, well, no. And again, here's what oftentimes happens where um, you women will oftentimes, even guys, um, but oftentimes guys like the bulk, but where they think that they're getting bulky is if they start lifting initially, there is a pump to the muscle. So post-workout, if the pants or the clothes you're wearing are already tight, they will feel actually a little bit tighter. And they're thinking, oh, wait, I've just bulked up. No, that's the pump, the blood <laughs> in the muscle. It will go down. Um, and once the body fat starts coming off, if, if weight loss is your goal, you're not going to have a bulky look. Now, you can get that, but it's hella hard. You've got to lift heavy. You've got to lift a lot. And there's, you've really, to bulk, have to hit failure. There, the, the body Often. will not, yeah, the body will not cue growth um, if it doesn't. Now, there, again, if you have been athletic and you naturally have, you know, bigger legs or bigger shoulders, depending on sports that you've done, there is going to be more of a tendency to see more definition in those muscles that have been used. But to actually get bulky, like what, um, and a lot of women, start thinking they'll they'll see the pictures of like female bodybuilders right i don't want to look like that well most women don't there are a few that do um but again you if you look you can research you've got bodybuilding you've got fitness competitors you've got figure competitors you've got bikini competitors all different looks and to be successful in any of those they all lift they all lift exactly different method different ways i think too uh, and this is something that i guess surprises me now but shouldn't because it was not very long ago where i just i would have had I would have had the same thought. Right. And, and it's just a matter of, of even a small amount of personal experience dispels some of those myths really quick, very quick. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, to make a visible difference, you know, requires multiple for me anyway, right. require multiple three to six month long periods of eating massive amounts of food, lifting heavy regularly, like Correct. three to five times a week. Right. And and just, going to failure. Yeah. I mean, over and over and over. Right. And 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 let's face it, I have testosterone more. It, definitely it, more. Definitely so more than, than uh, most women. Exactly. You know, things. Small advantage. Yes. You know, <laughs> all these things. And and I think of how hard it is to make even that small change. And right. I think you are not going to trip and fall and accidentally get muscles on you. No, that it, is not happening. It, and. It, and the other thing that surprises me is it, once you kind of learn what you're looking at, even a little bit, again, I'm not right. an expert. So that's, right. as far as I'm concerned, great example here. If I can tell, man, you know, it's not, it doesn't require years of experience, you know? Right, right. And like you see a lot of, of women on TV and that sort of thing, women right. that look really good actually do have some muscle definition. Correct. They're not bulky per se. Right. But they do have some definition, which is actually pretty difficult to get yes it is 
you know, and requires lifting. lifting. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's the, the difference would being is if you see, you know, an, an actress or, um, or sports personality that you like, that you see the definition, especially in the shoulders and the arms, um, you're, and you compare that to say someone that's like a runway model, that's a stick figure thin, completely different. You know, that person that has that definition is doing some form of resistance training, whether it's with bands, whether it's with weights, um, whether it's body weight, um, they're doing some form of resistance training as opposed to somebody that's doing excessive amounts of cardio just to remain thin. And again, it depends, not no judgment on either of them. No, it depends no, on what it is you want. But again, it's, it's like I say, the, the whole idea is, oh, I'm going to get bulky and, and look, you know, look manly. I no, think the not. most dangerous miss out there as a whole is is that we look at as society as a society we look at people uh and and want to emulate that right and yet we have remarkably little understanding of what is involved in that right what they've done to get there exactly and and i mean for me i have that too i'm not claiming oh well i know now i don't sure I, but i realize that i have to know and that if I want to emulate something, I, right. I need to ask, I need to research, I need to figure right. that out exactly. before I, and I don't mean Google, what are they doing? Cause everybody and their dog will take whatever <laughs> the hell they want to do and say, yep. this is what they do. Right. And I mean, talk to your trainer or somebody that you trust and, and right. has some knowledge that you have experience with to say, okay, well, how does that work? How do you get this look? How do you get the muscles to react this way. It's really surprising sometimes right. what, what actually is involved in that and what differences certain things make. And, right. and a lot of times the path, in fact, for me, I would say most of the time, the path to, to, to something like that is entirely different than what I would have imagined. Sure. You know, there's, there's times when you're thinking, Oh, you'd have to do this, this, and you're like, Oh wait, you can do it this way. Yeah. What, what's or going have on? to do it right this way. Yeah. You know, if you really want this, this is what you're going so, yeah, to do. Yeah. Great example. You know, like uh, the, the example that comes has come up with Audra and I a lot when talking. We used to watch Chuck all the time and you're right. Strahovski from Chuck. Yes. And you see her and you think if somebody looked at her and said, oh, wow, well, she's really thin. Right. I, I should I should just do a bunch of cardio and eat less and I'll be great and I'll look like no you won't no not at all (laughs) not (laughs) at all you won't I've got news Uh, you can clearly see in her shoulders and arms and 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 legs she has significant muscle definition correct and that comes from eating for some point at a surplus right eating uh, (laughs) and then and then shifting correctly you know what I'm saying even I know this you know I don't know the details but I know that this does not come from right not just cardio and starving yourself the elliptical and starving will not get you there no and the thing is and she looks very feminine and looks very good you know definitely not overly muscular in in any well, I mean, at least not in my opinion and most people I, that I know. So. Yeah, I mean, if you disagree, feel free to tell us. Yeah, but, exactly. But I think she looks great, you know. Right. Uh, a great example, too, though, is Audra and I will be talking to somebody and, and they'll be like, oh, I don't want to lift because I would, I would, I'd be bulky and blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's fun because Audra lifts. Yes, she know? does. And, and has for years. And. Uh, and is very strong too. Yeah, I think is. that's really funny. Like a uh, great example. The other, uh, I don't know, probably two three months ago, I needed to move a uh, a very old, very large TV. Right, the sixty inch TV, old plasma from the Big earliest heavy. days yeah. of plasma <laughs> when they first came out. Yeah, yeah and it, it it weighs probably two hundred pounds. Right, you know, close to two hundred oh, sure. pounds. And it's really difficult to manage because of the shape of it and everything. Right. There's no good way There's to hang no good on way to, to it yeah. and everything. No handles, nothing no, easy. Well, yep. there are, but they'll break off. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a crappy <laughs> TV. Them, yeah. So, so I, I need somebody on the other end of it to pick it up. She has no problem doing that. Right. 
So that's it's like <laughs> boom, go. You're she's like, not bulky. No, not at all. But she's strong. Being strong is good too. I I, mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Being strong is awesome. It, it allows you to do a lot, male or know. female. Exactly. And and you again, know? strength does not necessarily come with size. No. I mean, to get size, typically people are can be stronger, but there can be people that are smaller that are a lot stronger than the people that are bigger. Because again, it's a different style of training. Yeah, it's a different style great of lifting. Example. Watch when you and I go and do leg workouts together. Right. <laughs> Mitch exactly. can squat two, three times what I can. Right. Easy. <laughs> My legs so, are bigger. I, yeah. I would be willing to bet my legs are bigger around. Oh, yeah. If we were to measure them, they, your quads would you know, be bigger. I'm not so. carrying a bunch of fat there, so I yep. have bigger muscles there. Right. But you can lift significantly more. <laughs> because I've done that for many years to train to be able to lift yep. heavy. Because I like that. It. Yep. It's amazing how that works that way. Again, didn't train for size, trains for strength. And again, I like having the strength because then when I want to add size, it's can, easier because yeah. I have the strength to do it at that point. So That's, that's pretty cool. So. Well, I know one thing, and I kind of asked you this question earlier, was how do you keep motivated when the results you're seeing are either not not there, like non-existent, or they've slowed down more than you, you, you've wanted them to? So what is it that motivates you to keep going forward? And that is a really tough question. Right. And it was funny because I, I gave you an answer and then we kicked around for an hour and right. I, we talked about it some more and then kicked around for an hour <laughs> and then talked about it some, some more. more. Right. I I think today's a good example. You know, I did a, a weigh measure today and it was right. way the hell off. Yep. It was you like, know? wait, this is different. Yeah. Right. I mean, according to it, I would have undone like three weeks worth of work, right. four weeks Lost worth of work. muscle, gained body fat. And that's not... It doesn't seem right, but maybe so. Who knows? Maybe, I mean, there's the possibility. I remember... Uh, for a long time that would have really freaked me out and today sure. it didn't so much you know right. i looked at it and i'm like hmm, okay well maybe it's not true maybe it is you maybe know? it is, if maybe it not, is but... all right you know and I, I it's hard to say exactly but after a lot of thinking i think the first and foremost thing for me is that i am just now starting to i can say it's no like it's one thing to be told or to understand at a at an intellectual level that right. something is but to get it you to know? actually oh, oh i've got it, it. yeah you exactly. know? <laughs> it's like oh it's, it's within to, i'm just starting to accept that that things happen at a pretty much a glacial pace right you know <laughs> it's like it, nothing happens fast yeah like the, the bare minimum for any real serious changes three months three months you 90 know? days let it let it right let it sink in a little bit you know so a two week period. This is this is change over a two week period. It's right. like that's not a very big period. Uh, it means that a whatever that changes, I could undo it in a couple of weeks or a little right. more. So sure, all right, you know. And I, I I guess I'm learning to to just sort of wait and see a little to develop a little bit more of a wait and see attitude with these things because oh, yeah. it is important to make the changes when you need to. Right. I mean, if you if we've capped out and it's time to make the change, we want to make it. Right. But whether we make it today or two weeks from, from now, now a month yeah. from now not it's not that, the end of the not world the end of the world exactly you know it's those windows are much larger than i originally right. thought oh yeah definitely uh, plus i guess the other there are two other things that factor in for me one is that uh i i feel like it's very important in order to accept this as a lifestyle and to be on this on or near this path for right. the rest of my life i have to give myself a little wiggle room Oh, definitely. You definitely. know, like if, if I'm going to try to hold it 
dead center forever, eventually I'm just going to burn out oh, and I'm going to go way off. Too much stress. Yeah. Which, you know, we talked about in the in a podcast, you know, a while back too is how how detrimental stress can be. So if you're if you are saying, "Okay, if I'm not 100% perfect, I'm off by a calorie or two or this or that." At a certain point, it becomes so much damn work. It's not worth it anymore. Well, also, like life is a matter of all about choices, you know? Right. And and this is just one of many things in life. And it's important to me, very important to me. Right. But it's tough. You can't, I think you can't pick any one thing that's important to you in your life, you know, and focus entirely on that at the detriment of, to the detriment of everything else. Oh, sure. Or you will pay a big price for that. So definitely, I, I guess I've sort of accepted to some extent that I'm like, I, I I've got to pick my best path and right. make sure that I keep some of it in. Sure. You know, so like, for example, I, I like logging my food with times because right. it's really helpful to be able to see that. But, uh, but I got a little lazy and I knew I was, I was having trouble getting it all logged in and I had so much, th- so many things I needed to do. So what I did was I just made sure I logged all of it and I didn't right. worry about putting the Didn't worry about the times. Exactly. You know, that's acceptable. I can handle that. It right. sucks. I'd like to be able to do that. But you know, if I'd have pressed through that. Uh, I would have dropped the ball on something important and I, right. it would have sucked. So we're not going to do that. Yeah, exactly. Again, yeah. there's that give and take and going, okay, time is nice, the, you know, the, the eating time, but it's not so important that I'm going to drop two or three other things along the way that are also important. And I've got my food logged. I know what I ate. I know what I burned. I'm good. More data. Yeah, I like it, but not to the point that it's going to throw me off. Another example, week before last, I only had three lifting days. I want five. Right. I had three and, and it happened because, uh, you know, I'm nearing the end of the semester in school. I picked up a second job. So it's like, well, crap, I I don't, you know, I just, it it just so happened that a number of things landed in the beginning of that week and I just needed a couple of days to do things. Oh, definitely. So I didn't sweat it. I just took them, you know, I did my stuff. I got in what I could and, uh, you know, I'll I'll live through it. Going back to the choices. You're like, I had to make these choices. It was the right choices for that week right choices for that day move on so so what that way measure tells me is that either either it's off some and and two weeks later it will shift in another direction right. some and i will get a more realistic view looking at the last three right or four because if i look at the last three you know it's anyway bottom right. line is I'll, I'll, it'll smooth out right uh or if that's the case then i need to look at adjusting my eating some or looking at the fact that i'm not getting enough sleep right or look at the fact and because i'm approaching the end of the semester that's going to change anyway uh things that are like oh let's just hold out a little bit and see right. if i can maybe tweak this back in in the path and get a couple more weeks or a month out of it you know right. and yeah, if I exactly can, great and if not well okay I mean, i'll, it, I'll yeah. deal with it. If it and if it's time to change then it's time but yeah. again you know not as concerned that okay it has to be perfectly exact no. for what you're you're going for um i mean the the caveat to that is if you are training for some type of competition, then it does make a yeah, big difference. You've got a date on the calendar. You've got you to pay attention. Yeah, then it then it makes a difference. But um, you know, unless uh, unless there's a date on the calendar, you're going well. I got to hit this because I'm going to die that day. You know, I'm gonna, you know, I mean, well, that's but back to the honesty of, right. of and why setting events as goals when you are trying to really achieve a basic fitness or an appearance goal or something right. that can be a problem. Correct. And I struggle with that still because I have to, I, I have a lot of things I like. I've always been that way. So I have a really hard time like accepting that, 
okay, so I have an appearance goal because, you know, having been overweight most of my life, it's fun. Right. right. You know, oh, yeah. and I thought, well, I could just, I'll just do this, you know. But on the other hand, I, man, I really like running. I really <laughs> like running. And, and they're not kidding about that two seconds for every pound, whether it's muscle or fat. You know, you right. still got to carry it around when you run. Exactly. And and looking at that, and I'm like, man, being 20 pounds heavier, it's harder to run. It definitely is. And, and you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I can carry 10 more pounds. That'd be kind of, so you, you start thinking about it. But but even then, I struggle to like not not as much to like try to do everything as to just make my decision and accept it. And when I do change my mind, be honest with myself and with you as a trainer. Oh, definitely about that, so that we head in that direction. You know, so we make the right choices. That's right to head in that and where yeah, we want. I don't want to. I don't want to waste effort. First, I'm going to head where I'm going to head, and it right. will change. I know it's going to change. It will yeah. many times in my life. I hope. Well, and that <laughs> the, and that's the fun part about it is that you have that level um that level of fitness that level of uh um ability to make those changes now and uh you know one thing that kind of kind of flashed is the um i don't know anybody that's seen the movie copland with sylvester stallone no i haven't and, but I, uh, I heard about it good movie overall um but the point being is if you you can even just google the picture of what stallone looked like in in copland and uh very out of shape belly just you know you could yeah, actually it see the it character in the face. right he it was, was a character he was this playing. out of shape old yep old, you know, almost kind of, retired almost you know and just and he was basically the sheriff and they called it of copland which is where all the cops from new jersey lived and so oh that's got to be know, bad so, from new jersey yeah wow. so it, it, it I can't definitely go well. without spoilers or anything it's a good show but um but if you look at him um he was in very good shape but again the the part the role called for him to be basically out of shape and uh he did it and uh, one of the comments he made is like, well, now he's going to go back to being in shape. And if you saw him in the Expendables, obviously he was. Huh. Um, but uh, again, when he went back to being in shape, he's like, this is hard. I kind of started to like French toast in the morning every morning. You know, <laughs> and putting it on. But again, because he had that basis, he was able to get back into shape fairly quickly, get lean back out and have the look that he's more known for at that point. Um, and that's kind of really what you're talking about. If, if you want to choose, OK, well. You know, I've added the muscle. I like the look. Don't want to lose it completely. But if I'm thinking about running more, I might want to drop 10, 15 pounds, still keep as close to the look as I can, not gain body fat. But I don't want to carry the extra 15 pounds around for the 10K or, you know, whatever it is that you're running. Well, I I mean, just for me, I like lifting. So if I were to lose 10 pounds, I I know what it's going to be. Right. Exactly. Because I won't stop. Anyway, I I guess the another thing kind of... uh, came to mind when I was thinking about that. And that's, that's that I, I, you know, I was a band geek when I was a kid, I played an instrument and, you know, it used to really piss me off that in, in Texas, especially, you know, band was, was marching band. Right. And that was to support football games, which is great. But the problem you run into is that uh, they have these competitions, right? And it gets very competitive. And, and of course the trick to a competition is to train for the competition. Exactly. So, so they do. You know, you you do this same show over and over and over again. Right. Getting get ready. really good at it. Right. And and the problem is is that a lot of times people go through and get very involved in these programs and have a lot of fun at the time. Right. But the minute there's no competition, there's no. And you know, let's face it. I mean, there's not a lot of going doing marching band competitions on your own. Nope. It's not something. That can, it's just not going to happen. Well, so let's let's get fifty people together and go have a competition. Hey, you know? even as an adult, there's just no opportunity. So right. so a lot of times music then falls out of people's life, which is oh, kind sure. of sad because but definitely. 
to me, the whole point of music education is to get music in your life to where right. you can have it for the rest of your life. Exactly. Think now, uh, just think about fitness the same way. You know, right. one of the problems with in my book with I just I just want to run a marathon. That's right. great if that's really what you want. But if you wanted to have like a fitness lifestyle, correct. The tough part is is when the marathon's over. What do you do? Yeah, and and you know. I, I found that those events are kind of fun too because it's fun to show up with a bunch of people that are doing something and do it together. Right. <laughs> and it's kind of neat. You it know? is, right, right. But that said, I also have really no problem with saying, hey, Audra, let's do the Thanksgiving duathlon <laughs> and make, make crap up and go do it. Let's you just know? go, yeah, go do something that wasn't planned. Yeah, you want to you do a half marathon? Find a 13.1 mile course around your neighborhood right. and go do one. Right. You know? And, and you've run it. Do you hey, have- make a two mile loop in front of your house and do it seven times. times. Exactly. You can quit if you want. You yeah, know, like, I mean, my house. Nope. Go again. Go again. Oh, seriously. Yeah. I mean, it does not have to be like the build up to end all be all. If, right. if you really want to try these things, by all means, try. Oh, definitely. You know? <laughs> well, in, in the point being is, is that it's not, there's not an end. Whereas sometimes yeah. if you're just training for that competition for that day, all of a sudden, you, you know, you do it, and then you're done. Okay, now are you setting another one? Did you like it enough? Is that? But again, and we talked about this. Uh, I know a few podcasts back too. Is that? Do you want? Is that really your goal? Or is there some right, other? Is right. there some other goal involved that that's a part of? Well, great. Okay, I've always wanted to run a marathon. I want to see if I can get the 26 miles in while I'm doing this appearance or this this health health related goal. Well, great. How do I how do I meld the two together so that I can achieve it? Well, hey, I've I've accomplished that. I can check it off. I don't need to run a marathon anymore because I did it, but I still got my health and appearance goal that I want to go with or or whatever and say, well, you know, I did a marathon. Maybe I want to do a bike now. Okay, let me change up the there. So by having that, if it's a be all end all and that's all it is, oftentimes once you get there, there's the letdown afterwards of now where? Well, I don't really want to run a second marathon. I did one. <laughs> or and and I, I guess what I'm saying is is if that is what you want, that's cool. But definitely. But if if you like the idea of this base fitness kind of lifestyle that you can direct toward those things as they catch your attention and they're fun. But exactly. you can always come back and head a different direction if you want. Oh yeah, definitely. <clears throat> to me that's the fun part. And and you know, if if that's what you're looking for then I think it's a matter of figuring out how to hold that basic fitness and to understand and be honest with yourself, your trainer, with everybody so that you can Definitely. head the direction you want without destroying everything else. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I'm just, but I guess that's part of it too, is that, you know, realizing that I might change my mind anyway. So <laughs> the idea of like shifting, which you're welcome to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, the idea of shifting, uh, you know, when shifting from gain to loss at some point, I'm like, uh, you know, I can, I can lose any time, you know, right. I, I'm comfortable with that. That's actually now one of the easiest things I know how to do. Right. That's easy. You don't even have to like watch the calories every day, burn every day and figure it out. You just like right. lay in the plan and yeah. do it and do it. Yeah. And and for me, autopilot, as, yeah. you know? <laughs> you know, as, as a trainer, you know, cause when we were talking about the, you know, how do you, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay going? Um, as a trainer, sometimes it's challenging, you know, telling people, okay, changes are happening. Sometimes they're not visible. Sometimes on the measurements, you're not, you know, you're, you're that little plateau where we're, we're tweaking, we're adjusting. Things are happening internally in your body to make it, to make those changes that you're, you're going for, at least with a good trainer will be, you know, putting you along that line um, is to realize that trust in the process. If the process is right, if you're trying to gain Boy, that's true. and you're eating more than you're burning, 
you're going to gain. If you're eating less than you're burning, you're going to lose. If you're eating at the same level, you're going to maintain. It's basic science. And once you learn to trust that science and trust it and know that this is the process, it works. And I've done it with so many people that I have that complete confidence that it's going to work. Now, the other part that comes in, and we we were talking about this a little bit earlier too, is there's going to be levels of achievement based on that as well. Some people might have, um, when it comes to dairy, you know, I'll use dairy as, a, as can be a big one, is if you're doing a lot of dairy, some people, even if they're not getting stuffed up and doing it, there's a lactose intolerance, which means their body's not processing it as well, which can cause them to hold on, you know, hold more weight or not necessarily get the, the results they're looking for. Um, same thing with uh, refined flour or, you know, refined grains is you get those in there and it's, it's such, such a simple um, carb that it spikes the insulin level and the, the body's just not burning exactly like you like. So by taking those, those into account, you can get faster results or better results overall, but learning to trust in the science and know that this is what's happening. So if something's going on, if, if your goal is to lose weight, for example, and you're know you're doing it right, you're, you're tracking your food, you're weighing it out, you're doing your cardio, you're looking at your burn and nothing's happening. There's something going on in there that you want to look at. And again, if the scale weight's not changing, it very well may be that there's muscle being added, body fat being lost, or there's something going on to really, really dig into to know that, okay, it's not working for what reason. And if it happens to be that the dairy is causing you to hold that and you take it out and all of a sudden you see like a six pound drop within like two weeks, you know, a week and going, oh, that could just be what's going on. And so that's where, again, getting back to our being data geeks really helps. The more data you have, the easier it is to tweak that. Yeah, I, I just I, I can't stress enough getting over the the you know the 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 nervousness of of looking at data right and focusing so much on every data point. You know, oh, it's like the more you can understand that it smooths. And remember, I mean, three months. Come on, if you're weighing every day, three months. That's yeah. You know, if you're taking circumference measurements all the time, all the time. Yeah. But again, I mean, just having the data makes it so much easier to interpret. Like when we look at one that says, "Oh, hey, you know, I I lost three pounds. Okay, okay. Right. I didn't run this morning. I ate only once instead of twice where right. I came." in that's probably some of that's it probably secondly some of it. exactly you know so I'm, I'm already thinking okay that's probably that's probably not right right and then i know i've been eating enough i promise you i've been <laughs> eating at a surplus every I, I'm day i've never worried about that so <laughs> i've been eating at a surplus every damn day at least four to six hundred calories right. there's no way i lost three pounds secondly uh so it's it's a it's a timing error because right. i mean i'm sure the weight's accurate it's just right. a matter of i mean the time of day you know it, so you know, think everything there's again, certain things that change four or five pounds even so right so i'm sitting there that's number one number two is we do circumference measurements and you look at those and it's right. like okay so wait a minute everything stayed pretty much the same right within a quarter inch which is error except for the waist which went down which significantly. Which got smaller, and I'm supposed to have no. lost muscle and gain. You're like, no, not, not true. Right. Yep, yep. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just, yeah. So stuff like that. Again, having the data makes it helpful. And I, I just, I'm a firm believer in, like, it is easier to interpret. It's harder at first for the first, like, two oh, weeks sure. almost. Because weighing every day, for example, it's going to go up and down, and you're going to freak out over every single one of them for, like, two weeks. And then you're going to see the trend line. Right. And then you're going like, oh, wait. Now, and now you're going to be looking at the trend line. Exactly. And it, I swear, it's not more than a, when I did it, it wasn't more than a month before you start 
worrying far less about each of those variations and right. far more about the trend line. Yeah. You don't, you don't worry about the day to day. You just weigh it, put the number in, go put the yeah, number yeah. in, go. And you watch it and you just, you, you see it's easy. You, you can eyeball the trend line. It's no oh, lie. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I mean, again, another piece of data that I had that we didn't talk about cause you know, we were busy to get onto the fun part. Right, right. Right. <laughs> but I have daily weigh-ins and it shows a trend line going up. So right. it's like, so all of a sudden, so we've got this, no. we got this, and then this day it's that that no. spike. Which actually, when we you know look through it, there's you know throughout the you know three years that we've been doing this, there's every now and then the the high spike and then oh, the yeah. low spike, and you're like, that's just wrong. Actually, just the funny part is they're semi regular too, <laughs> which I, makes me really wonder. Yeah, it's, you know, like say so we got to crunch those the those numbers and look and see. Okay, why is that the sudden spike high and the sudden spike low? Where's that coming from? Yep, there you go. That's it's showing a trend line up. He just, in case you're wondering, he just pulled it up on his iPhone. And so three sh- months of, of weigh-ins, daily weigh-ins, and you can see the trend following you, exactly the same thing it has for three months. Three months. So, so it's not suddenly, it didn't It, it, it didn't even have the, the cap line. Yeah. Really helpful. Very much so. Because then I, that, when you have something, which this could have been a significant, you know, derailer, you know, but you're like, no, it doesn't make sense on everything else, all the other data that's telling me this doesn't make sense. So it's well, very, and it makes it very easy. And as a trainer, it's easy for me to, to write, write it off in my head and just go, okay, that's wrong. It's, it, it's, it's wrong. You know, for whatever reason, it's, it's accurate. You know, I've done, did the measurements. We did the pinch. We did the weight. I'm not saying the scale's wrong. It's the same scale we always use. Yeah, there's the, just know, so many inputs. There's I just mean, so much that at this point, that's not the right data. It doesn't apply to the situation. We'll check it again. I, later. Having done this, like many times i mean over years i don't know how many of these we've done well you figure every every two weeks so what is that uh lots you know at least at least 25 30 times in the last year right so so yeah i mean i'm I'm just saying i mean i have learned like for example if i if i drink a lot of liquid yep uh my body fat percentage will go up in the in the caliper yep because more more, I mean, more fluid in there. You have, you have a high like, you have a high sodium dinner the night before. Oh god, yeah. Oh, that'll that'll throw you way off. You way know? too for women. But, if for women, especially if they're on their menstrual cycle. Yeah, completely. I mean, that just blows it out of the water. Yeah. So I, I'm anyway. More data is better. Yes, and I agree. On that note, if you don't mind, there's one little thing I wanted to throw in, which is that I think you know I've been a big believer in using the various apps and and software to help with with oh sure tracking. definitely. And I'd found some that work pretty reasonably well, uh, but it looks like the whole quanti- you know quantified self thing right. has really taken off, and people are starting to get serious about keeping their own you know low level medical data, like what I, you and I do, which we're what we do exactly. Yeah. And and because of that, we're starting to see companies getting in the business and getting more serious about working with each other when you right. have companies that uh, that track calorie burning companies that track food and companies that track weight yep and and body and blood fat pressure and blood and pressure fat. and all exactly. that good sleep yep and and they're starting to get really serious about sharing that data or making it work together together exactly so that the guy that has this, the company that has a sleep product works with the company that has the calorie burn product so right. that you can see your data together and it's really exciting. It, it is. It's very. I'm. I'm very much excited about that because yeah. that's going to be more data. Yeah. In or one place. More which, importantly, like I used to when I had more time before I was in school and everything. Right. I used to do things like I would go yoke the data out of all the different spots and every right. two weeks, and I would put together these little spreadsheets that would pull the data onto yep. one spot so that you could look. And then at Then you one would give it to me, and I'd be like, "Thank you." Yeah. Very easy for me to look through it and go. 
But it would take me two hours to do that because right. there's so many different sources for the data. I exactly. have the data, and you had to, but and you had to individually pull Go it out, get it, and yeah. put it all together. Exactly, right. right. And it took even for a guy who does that for a living, it was it was difficult. And you, you know? knew how to do it, and knew how to do it as the fastest as possible, possible, and it right. was still rough. So I am really excited about going into this next year, taking some time to experiment and test some of these new apps and some of right. the new equipment that's available and everything. Oh, sure. And uh, and hopefully we'll be able to bring some of that in. I don't know. Well, we're going to do our best. We're going to yeah. We're going to try to do some app testing and yeah. try it out and see which ones we like and give our give our feedback on uh, on all of it, so you can pick the right one for you. You know. Oh yeah, because I mean it's what. It's not necessarily if if there might be something that I don't necessarily really need. But I'll try it, and we'll talk about it. You may love that yeah, part of it, and there it, there's are so many out there too. A great that, example is that the uh, you know I've used my Net Diary for a long time for food tracking, and they right. have a pretty good iPhone app now. It's really and and the Android app is good as well. Nice, uh, surprisingly usable and together. Key features, things that you just learn, uh, are requirements for app. Right. For for food tracking, things like you got to be able to make recipes. If it doesn't make recipes, it's an it that's that's bad. Yeah, that's uh, that's a deal killer. Uh, you need to be able to copy from a previous day. I like. Otherwise, that. You're, it takes freaking forever. Because then you're having to retype it. I mean, if as you, creatures of habit, I may eat. No, again, I may not eat the same exact lunch, but I may have what I had for lunch for dinner. I want to be able to just click that right. over. I Absolutely. Just, and I think if anything, most people, if if they're going to eat similarly, will be when we're stupid in the morning. Everybody, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I think a lot of people eat the same damn breakfast every day because it's just easy. Yep. That's uh, me. Raise my hand. I'm the same. I would eat the same damn thing every I day. I like it, though. So I'm okay. <laughs> oh, I love my breakfast. Yep. But but yeah, so, you know, it's a couple of clicks to copy all that over. Sure. You know, and, and that's a big plus. But like, for example, Lose It has always been similar. Sure. And had pretty much identical functionality and in the last from what i can tell and i haven't tried it out yet but i'm going to uh it it has pulled ahead in the last few years oh sure and anyway i I think it's time to do some experimenting because i think there are better ways to do it than the apps i've been using right well and just i'm excited and it'll be nice too to to be able to give you all some feedback on what uh what else is out there and available absolutely you know we have a couple of calls that we should probably take here sounds good Hey, Mitch and Chuck. This is Scott from Ohio. Love the podcast. Thanks for all the great advice over the last 30-plus episodes. Say, I just listened to your Thanksgiving podcast, and I just want to give you a little report on me, is that I'm usually one that throws everything to win on Thanksgiving. Uh, I did not count my calories on Thanksgiving, but I did moderate my portion sizes, which is great. Still had everything tasted great, but I didn't overstuff myself. Matter of fact, I was the only one in the family not overstuffed and falling asleep after dinner, and I was able to enjoy a few hours playing Halo versus taking a nap. Now, both are good, but given the choice between the two, I'd rather play Halo. So, it was all good. Thanks for all the podcast advice, and um, really looking forward to hearing the next show. Catch you guys later. Great job. Yeah, definitely excellent. Uh, you know, glad you didn't stress about tracking the numbers. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, glad you got some Halo in. Um, <laughs> you win on every level. You know, and I'll, I'll give you, I'll agree, nap is good, Halo is good, but if I had good food and got to play Halo, that's a definite bigger win for me, too, so. 
and and you know he hit on on one of the things that I have kind of come to I guess feel about food which is that food for me is like a three part decision right. like there's enjoyment of the food definitely which is important I mean I, and don't get me wrong I love that yep. a lot of people assume that I eat what I eat because it's a sacrifice no, no I like my food and I can attest that I've eaten numerous times with you and you're enjoying it you're not choking it down you love it you're like i I want more of that crap i'm gonna eat stuff i like i may eat more or less of it a little bit but i that's what i'm gonna eat what you like yeah second is how you feel afterward oh big time big time and uh and and there are things that split with me like a lot of it the stuff i eat the most is is good on both well i should say the third two the third is how it fits into my plan with what else i want to do Exactly. And that's probably the least important of the three, but it's important. It is still there. And and you got to prioritize those and figure them out. But for me, like there are oh, the stuff I eat the most lines up. Right. Because I like eating it. It makes me feel good afterwards. Exactly. And it, it takes me where I want to go. So that's full win. Right. Um, <clears throat> there are some things that are not full win. Sure. Um, great example. I love bread pudding. Oh, yes. Like anything that's cakey and like that, <laughs> not sweet, but not icky sweet. Right, right. Oh, God, I'm like all over that. Uh, and and I had some on my birthday last year, and it was great. I really enjoyed it, and, and I'm not, I don't regret it, but the sugar in it put me out. Right, like knocked you right out. Yeah, just gone. You know, I had a big crash right afterward, a couple right. hours afterward. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and it sucked, you know? So it, it's tough. After... I guess after experiencing long enough eating things that I like and, and enjoying right. them and feeling good afterward, I've come right. to demand that. Right. Like, I, I know it's possible. Sure. You know, I'm definitely the same way. Um, it's the, you know, one of my, for the longest time, one of my favorite kind of, I guess, desserts or treats was to get like fresh blueberries and I'd pour heavy cream on it and sprinkle sugar oh, on it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, as as I started to notice more and more of my lactose intolerance, it would upset my stomach, but it tasted so good that I would fight through it. But it got to a point that, okay, I don't like how I feel afterwards anymore. It's not worth it to me. Yeah. So I'd find a way to make it happen without the without the dairy. Just it's it's just like it's just like, you know, the idea of and Thanksgiving, you enjoy those things, but if you eat so much of it, that you go into a food coma right. and and you feel like crap. Oh sure. Well, you know, and and maybe you don't and that's fine, but if you do, that's that's not cool. I mean, you spent a small amount of time enjoying and a large amount of time not enjoying. Exactly. The most enjoyable for, you know, uh I I guess that's it, you right. know. What's the most like enjoyable you get? Exactly. So, so finding that middle ground and everything. And it is sounds like it sounds it. like you did. You know, you got the got to enjoy all the food. You got to get in and play your Halo. I mean, that Sounds like it was a win on all fronts. Hell yes. Hi, Mitch, Chuck. It's Bob from Connecticut, and I have a question about managing uh, multiple menus, multiple nutritional needs in a household. We've got a situation where I'm at the stage where I'm, I'm really focused on controlling my volume. My, uh, my wife is, is looking to manage in keeping her, her carb intake down and, and more, more of a higher protein percentage. And then I've got three athletes between the ages of 14 and 17, and all three of them have different needs. One's just getting into her growth spurt. Uh, our son is trying to bulk up for, 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 for football. And then, and then the other one is, is more looking at, at driving for, 
can increase her, her speed and and to to you know keep up the energy, but but at the same time not not overdo it and, and pack on the pounds. So you know, any advice for that kind of of, of household where it's just not practical to have five separate menus? Uh, we want to eat as a family, but uh, but but it's it's very challenging to try and, and come up with with a uh, a set of meals that we can we can create quickly because we're always on the run. And uh, just just didn't know if there's any advice or any <laughs> good luck with that, buddy. Uh, and even that's fine. But thanks, guys. Great job. Uh, look forward to the podcast each week. Thank you very much. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, you know, the first thing that comes to mind with me, right, is is that uh, planning is important. Like the more you can plan and stick to a plan and schedule. I mean, it's you can kind of wing it a little when you do your standard thing and you know how that works. But right. if you multiply that by two, it gets harder. I'd say it's exponential. Ex- you know, definitely harder when you're talking five different menus, four yeah, different menus, five so. different menus. You are you are boned if you are not right. on a schedule. So so that that would be number one, right? Right. Stop me if you have better ideas with this. Sure. Are you are you? I I can I don't know, go ahead and go first, and okay. I'll throw in my okay. I'll throw in what I was what I've got in, in mind. So here. my first thought was that if so you you want to control volume that's and and be a relatively normal maybe like twenty sixty twenty or something sure uh, maybe maybe your wife is looking for a low carb right or a lower carb or whatever um, I've never been below twenty forty forty but let's say even you're looking for something like that uh, and then you got uh, it sounds like a son that's bulking. Mm-hmm. Right, which means either one of those diets and a lot of it, right, more um, and being active, lots, a lot of it, probably. Yep, and then uh, and then you've got somebody that's that's looking to uh, some kind of endurance, right? Correct. So probably a more again more of a diet like yours, but a volume different, a little bit, yeah, depending on her, uh, you know, her her body type and, right. and weight and everything in there and what she's trying to achieve. It occurs to me that uh, the one thought would be if especially if you're doing more meals, which is a great idea right anyway for for everybody that that maybe the big meals that you do together could be relatively similar, sure, and you could with small changes right right, and then you could use the snacks between to shift them you could do yeah a little bit right, which might help and that would help the other th- way I would look at it is when you're preparing your food, um, almost think like a buffet. Where if you're going to do your protein dish, instead of doing like a stew or, you know, you, the, the meats and the veggies and everything all mixed together, you cook them in, in, again, different times. You're having to time it anyway when you're cooking it. And then you can go, okay, well, I want to go a little higher protein. So I grab more from, from this, this dish, a little bit less from the, you know, um, from the, uh, oh, from the car. High. So, yeah. I mean, if you, if your son trying to, trying to add a little bit more size, maybe you're going to put in some, you know, some extra quinoa or some, you know, some whole wheat pastas or something, cook that up. You don't necessarily have to touch that. Your wife going lower carb doesn't touch you that. That's a great example. Move it together. Go ahead. Chicken, rice, vegetables. Yes. Okay, we'll take that as an example. You've got chicken, rice, and some kind of vegetable. Right. Okay, great. Well, you could easily, by putting more chicken in and less rice right. and, and, and some less vegetables, or maybe right. even just chicken and vegetables, vegetables. For, the, for the high-protein diet. Right. You know, bam. Your 20-60-20, easy to make out of that. A 20-60-20 or a 20-40-40 at high volume, just put more of it on the plate. Right. What more? What do you need more of? Grab grab from that plate. Yeah. Easy. And that's and the nice thing is, is that it's not a, you don't have to make different dishes for everybody. You just, the amount you put, your your plates are going to look differently based on what what you're trying to achieve. 
But like, for example, I have found that you can shift from 2060-20 to 2040-40, for example, by, for example, uh, adding a protein shake. Definitely. You can do that as well. You know, and that's like, where you're talking about the snacks is, okay, we're very similar here on the plate, but your son throws in that extra protein shake or if he needs the extra protein or, yeah, or throw, two, you know, or two, whatever. Or whatever, whatever he needs. And it's real easy to shift and, and to shift significantly that way. Right. So maybe some combination of all of that. Yeah. To, to try to make closer. the, yeah. Cause it, the, you definitely see the cooking would be difficult if you're trying to cook four or five different meals for four or five different you people in the house. Yeah, it's it's too much work. You and know? then maybe the trick is sit down and figure out like the, obviously the, the chicken, you know, the chicken rice and vegetables right. is one example, but I think you could very easily figure out a, a number of variants of that, like four or five of them and rotate them. Oh, definitely. So that you, you know? don't get bored with, I mean, you don't, don't want to eat chicken, green beans and rice forever. But you can make slight shifts too. Like you can do chicken and wild rice. You can do chicken and brown rice. You can do chicken oh, yeah. and white rice. You can do chicken with different vegetables. You can do different seasonings. That Absolutely. I mean, you can yeah. change up how, how you flavor it and everything like that. That don't really change the, the nutrition at all. Right, exactly. But it makes significant differences. Oh, sure. Um, you can take the vegetables and the chicken and stir fry it. You know, there's right. like a bunch of crap you can do that's remarkably not really that different nutritionally. Exactly. It doesn't, you know? it, it changes the flavor. It changes the way, you know, how you eat it and how you enjoy it. But nutritionally keeps you right along the same line as well. Yeah. Or, or swap fish in for the chicken, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah, that's a great question because again, it, it definitely is. is one of those ones that you could be. Well, how do I make that work with the different levels and everything like that? So definitely appreciate that question. That's a good one. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, I mean, if any of this works for you, we'd love to hear about it. Oh, definitely, or doesn't for that matter. Yeah, that let us know either way. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, again, we go back to data. You know, if, if it doesn't work, you're going nope. That's too hard. Fine, I'll put we'll put some more thought into it and really you know see what else we can. I never thought with. about that, but what a what a healthy way to to do a family meal where you have like a a plate full of chicken, a plate full you know bowl full of vegetables and bowl full of rice in a scale. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just boom, 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 dish it you out. You know, and it's on the counter, and everybody just grabs their plate and their scale, throws it on the scale and puts their stuff on it right. as they want, writes it down, and moves on. Moves on, and then you all sit down at the table and have dinner together. I everybody mean, it gets what you want, yeah. and you really, prep time wouldn't be that. Wouldn't be that hard, yeah. Especially since rice, you can pre-make rice, which is awesome. <laughs> rice will keep in the fridge for days. Yep. Got a and, rice cooker at home. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and fro- I'm a big fan of frozen vegetables. You can, another, just one other thought to throw out is that the less... You know, honestly, a lot of I've come to find that for me, and I totally understand if people disagree, this is just taste, but I found that a lot of food prep is sort of unnecessary. Right. I mean, you can do it and it's fun sometimes to do oh, sure. it, but like on a day-to-day basis, like just going through the, the kind, like for example, I would make a stir fry with chicken and um, I found that the trick to making complex dishes that taste like really fancy and complex right. is to mix cooking techniques. So like, for example, I would, uh, I, I would grill the chicken. I would also grill some of the vegetables. Like I would grill carrots and I would grill, uh, grill onions. Right. And then I would, and then I would cut those and put them in stir fry, which I then make with a, a sauce that has a very specific taste to it. Sure. And those kinds of things. And it all overlaps and it's really right. complex and it's great, but holy crap. I mean, you know, you, this is a pain in the ass. Right, right. A lot and, of work. And it's better, but how much better, you know? Sure. And, and eventually you kind of are like, you know, I could just par cook those in the microwave and throw them in. And, right. and it's, it's 80% as good and it takes, 
a, a tenth the time. You right. Know? So and there may be that. Maybe there's one of those, you know, like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night that you all want to sit down or for lunch or and dinner. You make the special stuff. And you do then. it that way and going, yeah, it's a little bit. And all the rest of the time, you just nuke that crap. Yeah, but- you know. <laughs> Seriously, and I got to the point where on most days I just will nuke nuke vegetables, frozen vegetables, because they right. taste fine. You know, I mean, yep. yeah, you can make them better, but I mean, it takes two minutes to make them. I mean, it's so I'm like, yeah, do I want to spend an hour doing all this or fifteen minutes? You can pre cook, for example, just to right. talk about easy. Now, I'm not saying everybody should do this, but for sure. I used to do this. You can pre cook uh, chicken breast, right? It's fine. You take a bunch of boneless, skinless chicken breast, pan grill them. Right. You know, use your grill pan, yep. <laughs> cook them up in piles of six or eight or ten or twelve of them at How a time. How many you need? Put them in a Ziploc bag in your fridge. Right. Uh, you can pre-cook rice, and you can have frozen vegetables. And you can and and you can uh, you nuke those frozen vegetables. Pull right. that rice out, nuke it. Right. Um, <clears throat> I eat the chicken cold because I've always liked cold chicken. But if it you depends. don't like cold chicken, it takes like two. It takes a minute and a half in the microwave. It's not cold anymore. Right. And and men, I mean, it's and again, it's eighty percent, and it's minutes instead of an hour. Right. Which and again, if you're looking at a bigger family and you got the rush. That's a nice way to do it. Or to just take to, part of it. Or part of it. Pre-cook the chicken. Right. Get them out, nuke the chicken to warm, and put it on there, and do the thing that you care about. Like, right. maybe you like fancy vegetables. Maybe you like fancy chicken. Good. Do that. Right. You do the quick vegetables, right. you know? You know, maybe in, you know, speaking of that, a lot of times, like with uh, with my wife when we're doing things, you know, we would spend time making up a really fancy salad. We'd take all fresh vegetables, chop them up, put the whole salad together, everything else we nuke. But, you know, it's like the yeah, time together whatever. in the kitchen is doing that salad. It's fun. We're working together. We're getting that time together. But I don't want to spend that much time on every dish. So it's like, you know what? We're going to really enjoy that salad. We're going to put it together. It's going to be fun. That's going to be the fresh. Everything else I'm good with a little bit quicker. You know, it's like we've always talked about food. It's like find the stuff that really matters to you and focus on that. Exactly. And and find ways to get that and, and to minimize other things that you don't give a damn about. Oh, sure. Take your shortcuts there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm 100 percent on that. We should probably wrap up. We yeah, got we're a, going a long, long today. Progress, yeah. So, uh, got anything to add here at the end? Uh, just again, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. We'll see you all next week. From everyone here at FitSmart and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have a question for us or you just have something to add to our discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 214-296-9229. Just follow the instructions there to leave us a voicemail for inclusion in a future podcast. You can find more FitSmart and some of the friendliest people and fitness geeks around on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. Don't miss the Wolverines Fitness Forum, and don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keeps FitSmart and all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate. We do our best to provide you accurate and valuable information on the FitSmart podcast, but to make personal fitness decisions, you need information tailored specifically to your unique health and life situation. So talk to your doctor or other health professionals before changing your eating or activity. Finally, the opinions expressed here are solely those of the hosts and do not represent those of the podcast network or the host's employers.